Hey, what's cooking, everyone? Tomahawk and I hope you're having an awesome day. This right here is part two of our third episode on survival games here on New Wave Gaming. If you haven't heard part one, go check it out. We hope you enjoy and stuff. Here's part two. Sorry, man. I needed to grab an orange crush. Welcome back. Yeah. Got myself an orange crusher. I haven't had one in so, years. I haven't either. I um. I, I don't see them in the store here super often. I bet that's probably got the real cane sugar down there. Oh, yeah, Mexico, man. It's got that it's 100% got Colombian uncut cane sugar, baby. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow, bam. Yeah. Dang, that looks That's why nice. it's called orange crush. Boom. <laughs> You ever drink Fago? I got into Fago there for a while. I think this is the last orange drink I had. Fago? How's that? You don't listen to Insane Clown Posse? Oh, God. I thought you said NSYNC <laughs> for a second. Like, of course I do. <laughs> You're like, what? It's my favorite band. <laughs> uh, I've heard of them, but Not I'm... huge. No, I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard their, their jams, but I know about them. They sing about it in their songs, and they had to go, go to sample it, um, but... Yeah, it's good stuff. Frago. Hmm. Fago. Oh, Fago. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Italian drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Oh, my God. Uh, Tomahawk, I feel like, man, this is all you right here. You want to take this one? Because uh, when, when listeners hear that I haven't played this game, they're going to want to jump through the technology and slap oh, me shit, in the face. They're gonna... They're gonna be pissed. They're gonna be double pissed because I haven't either. What? No. Oh, I was gonna give you the lead on this one because I thought you'd, uh, I thought you'd rock this baby for. So here's the thing, like, th- this is how, like, like, I feel like you're probably starting from <laughs> nothing and and are better off than me because I feel like I was introduced to a game called Minecraft that was kind of. Almost like say it worked like kind of like the battle battlefield like, like like not the video game that we know of but uh, battleship like remember the game battleship did you and Pepe ever play that as kids we played the board game one yeah that's what I'm talking yeah. about like like got my ass kicked that's what Minecraft kind of worked like to me it was like you had this screen and you 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 would click on these squares and it would either be a bomb or, or not. And, and you kind of worked through there like that. Oh and, and I feel yeah. Like I know what you're talking about. I, that's what I thought of my, like my, my buddy T-Bone would say his son uh, was playing Minecraft and hell, that's what I thought he was doing. But you know, <laughs> oh like, man, he was getting <laughs> Minecraft. Dude. Come to find out. You're talking about that like old crafty. windows game. Let me see here. Uh, Cause it'd come up. You'd, you'd back in the day. Um, yeah. older listeners will remember this, uh, and I don't, I don't think you can do it anymore, but back in the day we're talking, well, there's a large time, but for me it was in the nineties, you'd open up like windows, uh, what was it? Windows 3.0, even before windows 97 mm-hmm. yeah. and then, uh, windows 97, windows 98, they just kept coming out, but you'd have like at the, at the bottom left, you'd have the start button and it'd pull up a menu and then eventually you'd find a file called games and you'd mm-hmm. open that file up, and there'd only be about three or four games in there. Very basic games. Solitaire would be Solitaire. One of them. I think there'd be this old version of a pinball, 3D pinball. 
which was real fun. Mm-hmm. God, that game was fun. Um, <laughs> and then I think it was called Minesweeper Tomahawk. Was it Minesweeper? That's that makes way more sense. That makes way more sense because I'm remembering those as bombs, but it, but yeah, it's almost like you clicked on that and it was either a mine or it was like what you wanted, it, like like the direction you could move in that direction and you know access some. They have numbers, to, man. It'd be a bunch of freaking numbers and. And I knew there was a way to play that game, but I never actually read the manual. So I, I don't know if you played that game the same way I did. And, and, and I, I probably did it drive by a little bit, probably was at work somewhere or school or something and was supposed to be doing something else and was either playing solitaire or that or, or something like that. And so when I heard of Minecraft, that's what I thought. And I thought, how are people playing that for hours? Like I could play that for Yeah, because you know, it has hour. numbers and stuff. And unless you're really into like... Uh, like math games. What was that other one? Like Sudoku, Sudoku or something like that. Right? Yeah. I mean, what I would do back then in the early nineties is I'd be like, okay, I'm here to play pinball, but I'm gonna open up this Minesweeper real quick, see how far I can get. But what I'd really end up doing was just freaking spamming the the click button on the mouse. I'd just be like <laughs> until it blow up, open them all. <laughs> until I couldn't get any further. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, I didn't do that good. And then I'd open up pinball. <laughs> yeah, exactly so 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 really that was my experience with that and and uh you know a few years ago i would be playing fifa and uh like we'd be in a party chat with some folks i'd met on there like mm-hmm. in the fifa game and and they would say hey we're getting off to play minecraft and i remember it almost being like like say like some of these folks that were playing were kind of like say you know 18 19 year olds or something and they it almost like like seemed like they were shaming each other that it was a kids game, like a little bit and and I get that you know, man. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. now, now I, I I think I could easily jump into some Minecraft and enjoy the heck out of it. Now that I've hmm. researched it a bit, I know what the premise is. I know how it started and where it's at now just by doing some research online, looking at videos. But not gonna lie, like um, whenever I'd hear Minecraft before, I'd be like, ah, you know, I'm not really into cartoony games. Um, you know the same spl- uh, the same excuses that I the same yeah. excuses that I'd give you when you'd be like, hey man, let's let's do a little Fortnite. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, God, you know, it's a little too it's cartoony for me. But but now that I know more about Fortnite, I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna be downloading Fortnite anytime soon. But got a lot more respect for it. That's how I feel about Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, and I I see you know, TikTok videos or other things on social media of, of, you know, folks in their seventies playing Minecraft, like, and, you know, doing some insane thing. Getting like, after like, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they'll be literally like tunneling through the world, like something that's going to take like an eternity to do, but they just kind of have the patience for it and they're just chilling, doing it, you know? And, uh, yeah. So, so I don't know a ton of this and, and I feel like we should give it, credit where credit's due i mean I, I think it did kind of like at least lay the dollar signs out there like i feel like one of its best contributions was that it became as popular as it did and now you have those those kids that played this game in 2009 are adults yep you know and they're they're out here they're the ones that are playing rust and uh, i think you know these other popular games of today yeah 100 percent. i i I feel like Minecraft is the game that um, that put up the flag that says survival games are here to stay. Yeah, they're here it's to not stay. A trend. And uh, gosh, 
I don't know, to be honest, what the very first online multiplayer scenario ga- like game was, but I have a feeling it might have... Maybe... It, no, I, it couldn't have been Minecraft, but I feel like Minecraft was the first one where there was also that aspect really blowing up, the online factor where there's other players in a singular environment, uh, open mm-hmm. worldish. It, I think that's the case, but... This is definitely the first game I think that, in my opinion, was like, okay, survival games are here to stay, baby, and 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 they yeah. blew up with well, a huge player base, huge player like, base. Like one of the responses I've I've heard as as Minecraft, you know, was reviewed as it first came out, was is that as far as survival games go, I think the survival part ends fairly quickly in this game like like you you know maybe the first few nights like you've dug into a cave and there's there's like zombies and things out there that can take you out but pretty quickly you can easily establish you know food water shelter those kind of things and then the game becomes about expression like about your personal like the route you want to go like see. you want to build the biggest castle or you want to build a bridge that you know spans this gap that other players see or you know, all of a sudden, like your personality starts coming out, and and uh, you know, I think that's going to lead us to the conversation about the psychology of of these different games and how that developed. You know, like like um, um, so, you know, we all have that picture. You know, so, yeah. so you, what you mean is it's kind of like perhaps one of the first games where you could prom- promote yourself in a way within a game to other players that are in that same environment. Or, or server. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're they're taking you know what stranded laid out there for us in two thousand three, and they're now you're really building a base, and you can't help but I, I mean I think at this point, like if if I if someone showed me three bases in Ark and asked me which one you built, I could tell them which one it was, you know, just because I've seen you do it enough times, mm-hmm. and and I know how you go about it, you know. And yeah, that's so, fascinating. I hadn't thought about that until just now. Like, I was kind of looking at the things, going, God, what are we going to say about Minecraft? You know, I haven't played the game, and it's so big. It's such an important milestone in the survival game history. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fair, you know, a fair assessment is that this was one of the first, if not the first game, where you could have that creativity expression level thrown in with surviving. Because from mm-hmm. what I read, uh, basically the game kind of revolves around a day cycle and a night cycle, where in the night cycle there's all these monsters and zombies and stuff that come out. So your whole day cycle revolves around being ready for the night, be it creating mm-hmm. a base, gathering resources, food, etc. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose there, there's a point there where you get pretty efficient at that, pretty good at that. I'm sorry, got some burps here, burps stuck. And then uh, at that point, you can be a little bit more creative. You know, your base is secure, so now you can kind of pimp it out, make it look real nice. And other folks can see that in the game, other players uh, and stuff like that, which before was not a a thing. Yeah, and I think it it, it has to be, the threat of it has to be there. I mean, it's just like an arc where, like... You know, you, every now and then you get caught with your pants down somewhere, even though you're you're highly technologically advanced. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, you know, maybe didn't take the supplies with you that needed. And I'm sure that still happens in Minecraft as well. You know, it's always that survival element's always out there, but it's pretty easy to, you know, kind of build a new comfort zone of sorts there at your little base. And, you know, you've got some food in the fridge and you've got a, you've plumbed it in, you've got some water source going, and, you know, those, those basic needs are easily met. And then, 
you know, there has to be this outlet for expression or, or the game's kind of over at that point, unless you make it, unless you doubled the zombies and made the survival part, you know, kind of the, the gig, you know, yeah. like, like what, what's really, cause there are games out there that, it, that I read about even in our research for this, that they're just known for being super freaking hard. Like you, you know? yeah. And, and the survival is the, the real thing. Like there's no bosses, there's no, you know, big baddie that you go take on. It's just literally surviving. And, and, and um, yep. You know, I think that when developers are making these things, they've got to find that sweet spot. Cause I have to say that was kind of my experience in, in arc. Like, you know, I think you, you kind of introduced me to the ideal of it. And then, you know, before I jumped on there with you guys, I tried it a couple of times and I was like, you know, I didn't know how to bring up the map. I, I just didn't know anything, you know, and I was just like getting my ass handed to me over and over. And I was like, this is so much fun. Like, You know, but I, I just, you know, I knew you well enough to know that there's something there. Like if, if, so, so let me, you know, keep digging. And, and <laughs> I remember you know. you're like, come on guys, can you check out this Valheim? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> we'll let him finish that because it was still in development too. I don't know if they finished by now, but I'm not gonna lie to you, Tomac. I can see myself getting into Valheim because I've seen like recent recent videos and stuff, and it looks a lot different from when it first came out. You know, I, I think yeah. When it gets to its final stages, I hope we play it someday. Uh, one of my favorite parts is just how freaking huge those bosses are. I, I think this is one of the things that that obviously Elden Ring has gotten right recently like i've watched a ton of videos of folks playing that game and it looks cool as shit when you know your tiny person is 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 like i think that game god of war is like that on playstation a lot too like you're just this tiny guy fighting this giant thing and that's how when you're going up against those uh bosses and whatnot in that game and they are so huge it just it really you know puts a little bit of fear in you uh, like kind of that same pvp kind of fear almost like is uh probably one of my favorite parts of the game but uh Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So if we had to, you know, final thoughts on on Minecraft, mine would be landmark game for survival genre. Possibly the very, very first game where you could express the your creativeness within a persistent environment with other people there that can see it. Um mm-hmm. What else? You got anything to throw onto that? I, I'm going to play it soon. That's all I can say, listeners. I'm sorry. I know you're just completely bummed out with Ovox because he's never played Minecraft before, which is, I know. I, have, I know. I know. And I haven't played Fortnite. I'm going to play these games, I promise. But that's the best I can give as my uh, final thoughts is mad props to Minecraft. Respect. Yeah, same here. I, I think, you know, just that, that the fact that it brought the dollars and, and the attention of... Uh, you know, kind of as if we looked at these topics of our, our episodes here, like like we realize that there are CEOs and things like that that are involved in some of these decisions, how things go. And once they uh, they saw that you know there was a way to make some money here, that that uh, that gets games funded. You know, I mean, you can have all the good ideals you want, like, but if if the dollars aren't there to you know develop it and market it, um, you know, it it just really could could die on the vine. So, uh, so yeah, thanks, Minecraft. Yep. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, and real quick, little um, little correction. Minecraft it looks like came out in two thousand eleven, 
but it began development in 2009, I think. So yeah. uh, f- forgive that mistake there. But um, yeah. after Minecraft, another milestone was Miasmata, or Miasmata. I don't know how to pronounce it. It came out in 2012. Did you see that one? Miasmata, yeah. You know, I, I'm not super duper familiar with it, but, you know, I, I, as we, we kind of looked at, at the, the games that, you know, kind of made lasting contributions, you know, I think procedural generation, you know, kind of shows up here as, as, uh, as, as what, what it brought to the table. And, uh, um, yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it has some similarities to art too, as I understand it. Uh, a lot of things, man. I, I actually, when I was reading about, uh, Miasmata, Miasmata, in Spanish, it would be miasmata, but it depends on... Oh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it's going to turn into a Spanish miasmata. lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, procedural generation was kind of a thing here. They brought in cartography, botany, and I think one of the things we were uh, that has a huge similarity with ARC particularly was uh, I noticed here that... Uh, the story of Miasmata was told through these notes left by earlier scientific expedition in the game. And that's a huge, yeah, that's something that's, uh, it's, uh, also an element of the storyline in arc. Do you think that's like a direct inspiration? Like they, they, Gosh. Really just, it about has to be, doesn't it? Perhaps man. I, I mean, cause definitely an inspiration maybe. I mean, I'd, I'd like to assume that it is because in arc, you know, you, you basically spawn in onto this island as your, your character and you're naked. You don't have nothing. I mean, you're not completely naked. You got a little loincloth thing going on there. But uh, one of the ways that, well, the only way really to become familiar with what's going on and why you're there and the storyline behind the game is to find these explorer notes throughout the map. And they'll, they have these dos, dossiers, dossiers or dossier, mm. <laughs> dossiers, I think they're called, where it basically like talks about the dinosaurs and the game and the the storyline of the game. So definitely. Yeah. You know, and I, I knew nothing about that part till, you know, just recently after, you know, playing for a pretty good while. And so, gosh, post 2012 with Miasmata, what are we looking at? I mean, that pr- that pretty much brings us. Yeah. You're about to, you know, I think you, you had the, what a game called Arma that that there was a mod for where, where Daisy, Daisy, kind of you know people give a little bit of credit I think to laying the groundwork for for Rust and 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 some of these other games I, I don't know this history you know just super well and I know it's not not our our ultimate focus here but yeah I think you started seeing kind of what what we've got today um, yep um after. Gosh, I mean, after that, it really, we, what we can get into talking about is the different types of player experiences in these games. We've been kind of touching on a little bit, but what I've got here is the the player experience in survival games can kind of be three ways. Or, well, no, it's it's basically you got three things. You got a linear world, an open world, and an open persistent world. And then there's also battle royales. But I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about battle royale kind of fitting in the survival genre you know what i mean 
It's tough because, you know, things like Fortnite, like you do have building, you don't necessarily have a base, but you do have like some gathering of resources and you're going to do some crafting with those things, like not to the level of other games, but you are constructing things. So I, I see why why folks include this, but, you know, I think I definitely think more of, a, of an open world and... You know, I think one of the things that, that keeps us coming back to ARC, like we talked about, like that investment and that buy-in and that simulation of the real sense of loss, like it's got to be persistent. You know, I remember when you first introduced me to this game, that's one of the things you said, like that, you know, hey, I've got some things going on with some guys I'm playing with and it's going on right now. Like we I think we were sitting by a pool or something, you know, you're kind of like... You know, it's yeah. my character's oh, still yeah, there. I that. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. you know, it was kind of like, oh no shit. Yeah, we were at the pool next uh, at the surf camp, talking <laughs> yeah, about it games. Kinda, yeah, it took me a minute to to wrap my mind around what you were getting at. You know, I don't know that I understood it exactly until like, you know, until I got there. And um, so, yeah, I think I think you you do have these different experiences, but but you know, for me, that's kind of what I think of today is. is you know, once you've got into the base building and, and resource gathering, like you've got to, it's got to be persistent. But um, yeah, I think it exists in all these forms, um, you know, and. Yep. Yep. And, the, you know, a part of that, uh, it's kind of its own element, but it it really fits well right in there to the to the open world. Well, open persistent world is the PVE slash PVP factor. That's a huge element, mm-hmm. I think, in in, in um, these newer survival games, especially Rust and Ark, and da- yeah. and Daisy. You know, and that's something I never had heard of until until we started playing these things, and and I I think you know now we we kind of get into that place where your interactions with other human beings are are really what starts uh, you know driving the experience and and creating the experience to some degree and. Um, I just want to know what motivates people to do some of the things that they do. <laughs> like, like uh, I, I know for me, like, it's almost like I try to promote myself online similar to how I am in real life. So I have to say that, like, you know, when we go to like raid someone's base and take their things like, like I, I do, you know, I'm excited about the things, but there is a little part of me, I think that has some hesitation or, or, you know, feels that it's wrong. And, you know, it seems like other players like are able to just sort of say, this is a game. Like why, you know, why not just, you know, be a, that way in this game. Like it doesn't reflect on your character as a human being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it reflects on this character that I've made in this game. But, I'm having a little harder time separating those things, I think. And uh, yeah, man, you're um, just you're a nice guy, Tom. Like you're not too, you know. It's hard for it's hard for some people yeah. to be so ruthless in these games. But you kind of got it, gotta it's be, tough. you know. It's like, and 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 there's a part of us that knows it. You know, you gotta be like they say, uh, shoot first and ask questions later. In this one, you know, <laughs> or or in in Ark particularly, if you run into another person on the game, if they're not a part of your tribe their little gamer tag will come up red and the and the expression is if it's red it's dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately usually i'm the one that's dead at that point you know i don't even realize it or you know like that one time you were in the in the scar trying to get dragon eggs 
yeah, and that guy I pulled got up. Jumped by the freaking man of Garmer. I, I, I do struggle with this, like, like you know, and and I, and I've I've watched it go down. Like, say, I was playing on a server, and obviously someone got killed, and and, and I saw like all of a sudden the word "dick" like came up in the, the <laughs> chat, and and the guy was like, "What?" and and he was like, "You lost nothing," and the other guy's like responding, "Like, why did you kill me? I was minding my own business," and and. You know, he was like, "You might have had something good, like like the other guy, like put on there." <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, and finally, the guy that said that at first, he was like, "Ah, oh, just messing with you, man." Like, like you know, and kind of put LOL or something. Like, it, it kind of ended like fairly, you know, like positively. Like he understood why he killed him or whatever. But man, when they did that stuff to me, like. Uh, <laughs> it just hurt like you know i know i told the story last time about my free griffin getting taken away like, <laughs> felt like i dropped an ice cream cone or something like i just don't do well in them situations like, i think i i, I kind of overthink and yeah you know you could probably say i'm a nice guy like, like i i you know look out for number one a lot of times like everyone else it at times but it, it's hard for me to make that transition and um bro that's why i was like hey guys i'm gonna take a breather from Ark, <laughs> I remember writing you guys yeah. in the chat after that last raid. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna take a week off, maybe two weeks." And there I am, you know, I running to the next survival game, downloading the forest, you know, uh, <laughs> No Man's Sky, <laughs> and even Red Dead Redemption. I got up there, which is kind of survivally. I, it, honestly, this goes back to the question I asked you earlier. Like, what was that like for you? Like being there at the base, like, like I did find it interesting. Like you were ready to take a break right after that experience. Cause I, I feel like that experience was a bit of trauma for me. Like I, I understand like why it made you feel those ways. And like, you know, everyone supported you in that decision. Like we all know, like kind of, you know, what we're going through there and, and like with the amount of time it takes of our lives and, and everything, you know, so Gosh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I was. Uh, I remember we. I was. I was AFK, and I was just taking care of some stuff while the while the fabricator was crafting more bullets for our turrets. And in, in Arc, mm-hmm. you can set up defenses, and one of the main lines of defenses is having turrets. And to do that, you got to make a lot of bullets, and that takes time, work, effort, resources, etc. So I had a, we'd already done all that, and I think you were on your way to see mom. I suspect that Mickey was also in a similar scenario because, I mean, we're talking about the heart of Mother's Day here. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I was the only one that was really close there. And I was on the AFK, and all of a sudden, I don't know why, I went back to look, and I could see that one of the, like, I was really low on health. My character was. I could see that the the screen was, like, fading and pulsing, which means, you know, you're you're hurting. And then I noticed that one of the gigas was, like, very bloody. So I'm like, I was like... <laughs> You know, and it's that feeling, man, that instant like click in your brain, Heart man. Starts beating. Exact so <laughs> nuts. And I think this is the psychological pull that we get to these games. It's part of it at least. And my you know, I went into assessment mode. Like, okay, here we go. We're getting attacked. And you know, uh, for the listeners, we play on a, a server that it's a private server. So it uh, basically on the weekends things become more more vulnerable than during the week. So you eh, don't have to get too deep into the details, but long story short, our base was going to have kind of like an automatic protection in about a couple of hours. So my whole brain was assessing, 
can I hold these guys off for a couple of hours and then we're safe? But there were two of them. They had a, it seems like they had been scouting and had a really good strategy in, in order. And yeah, long story short, man, I, uh, I, I was trying to defend, but they uh, dropped a couple of stegos, stegosauruses in through and whistled them uh, aggressive, which at first didn't too much. But when I started to attack them with the, the Giga, they, they kind of made their way into the crafting area where we had all of the wiring for the turrets mm-hmm. and the stegos just started tail swiping everything and breaking everything and all the turrets went down. It's like all of them went down at once, and it was like, well, you know, you know, all right. Yeah. At that point, it was like, you know, I was just doing my best to chomp at them and stuff, but yeah, long story short, they made it in, got me, blew up all the beds, all the turrets were down, and I was just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I, I just remembered that situation myself. And, and like, like part of me when I was sitting there at mom's, like I wanted to text you and say like, you know, get this or that out of the refrigerator. And I, and I, I just, I knew from that, like, I just didn't want to put anything else on you. You know, I was just kind of like, yeah, I, cause, cause it's not a fun feeling like, like, you know, and I, I you know, you, you said you were taking a break and Mickey and I got back on together. You know, I think I made the, the joke that I was going to be waiting for you guys. You know, in the <laughs> yeah, ice your words <laughs> were, I remember writing you saying, I want to take a break. And Mickey was like, yeah, sounds good, brother. And you responded, uh, all right, I'm just going to chill out in that ice cave until all you motherfuckers come to your senses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, go play those other games. You'll be back. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, like, I'll have a wire. I remember, I remember you. putting in there. Well, uh, I'll be on the forest if anyone else wants to come and play. <laughs> Little teary. Like taming what? Like exactly <laughs> the forest. Like hey, forest is fun, man. That game's crazy. It is and it's, fun. It's, I agree. A, it's such a small game in terms of the memory it takes in your in your in your you know your console or, or PC, whatever you're playing on. It's very well. Uh, very well made game great graphics great mechanics considering it's only like five gigabytes where you yeah, know you try to download arc and it's like 108 <laughs> Jeez, God. yeah i i don't know if you remember you and i played like a i don't know maybe a couple hours of forest like like there maybe a year or two ago like like so i have an idea what it's about and i see some tiktok videos occasionally uh looks like it's gotten even crazier like re-download it man let's play that i got it on the the PlayStation right now, we can jump out. It's a fun game. I, I'm, and I know Pepe would be down to play, and I know Mickey has it as well. We could have a little four-man, uh, you know. I'll play, like, like one of my takeaways, like one of the thoughts I had last time we were playing, and I think it's funny to say this about survival games, is that, like, I, I think what was going on is we were harvesting some logs, and we had, like, this little... Um, trailer of sorts that we were loading them up on yep. we we're pulling them over and we we're building a little little cabin yep. and, and i remember thinking it's like shit i've got a 150 acre farm in east Tennessee. we could be doing this all day long <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> like it needs to be done like <laughs> create some real three, value it's like, yeah i've got a 044 steel chainsaw that i've had like ported exhaust and shit put on like you know and uh 
Yeah, you know, I, I I remember thinking that like like uh, it's funny like what I'll I'll do you know I'll be sitting here in my house and it needs cleaning or whatever and I'm like totally like cleaning up straightening up things in our base like no problem to do that but uh, um, man you know I think something you mentioned is is tremendously it's a huge factor here in regard to the psychology of the game and and that conversation we had at the pool of the surf camp about the open persistent world meaning if you turn your playstation off if you turn your xbox off if you turn the pc off it's not like mario or or um you know red dead or any game that that comes to mind you know it's not like uh Help me out here, John. I'm having a total game. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like <laughs> FIFA. It's not like any of these games. Like when when you turn the system off, that world that your character is in, that that advancement in the game that you've that progression that you've uh, achieved, it's still there. It's still going. So, for example, yeah. you put in in Rust, in <clears throat> in in Ark, in uh, in is Valheim the same? Can you build bases in Valheim? You sure can. So you build these things, you invest this time, you you progress. You get that satisfaction that a video game gives you at the end of the day. Except Dopamine. Yeah, that yeah, it gets those the, those brain fluids moving in a way that feels all yummy inside. But when you turn off when you hit that button with these games, these persistent online servers, it, it creates something that even after you're like it, it, you turn off Pac-Man, you turn off Mario, you turn off whatever. Okay, you're good. You're not even thinking about it at that point. Eventually, you'll want to play the game again, and you will. But with Ark, with Rust, you click off, and you know that your shit's still there, and that there's all these other people still playing on that server. It just happens to be the time that you have to sign out or turn off the system. Man, you turn that bad boy off, you're still thinking about it. (laughs) Like that time we were sitting at the pool having that conversation... (laughs) I was thinking about, you know, fuck, did I get that last imprint on my dragon? Shit, did I close the door? You know, uh, like, (laughs) did I even close the door? You know, shit, like, shit, I gotta get turrets up. I gotta get log back on to check that door. (laughs) 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 Turns out I have OCD on game and in real life. (laughs) Oh man, OCD! I didn't even think about that as a topic. I mean, like, that's a whole thing in these games. Like, there's. with base building games, there's a whole segment of, of a community of players that are very OCD in that, you know, you, uh, you build a base and everything is very flush and lined up. And, you know, if it's Ark and there's dinosaurs, you probably have all the dinosaurs lined up by their species. And then there's other players that are just like, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> just build it. Put it anywhere you want. <laughs> you know, put it over there. Well, put it over and- here. Line them up however you want. You know, like shit's all over the place. You open up a a vault filled with loot, which is another thing, loot, um, that I think is a part of the game psychology here. But, you know, you open up a vault filled with loot and it's just all over the place, unorganized. And, you know, and then there's a another <laughs> segment that are OCD, like you just mentioned, like Ovox. Well, like my- and, and we were talking about personalities coming out, like in the Minecraft thing, once your basic needs were met. And, and uh, you know, undeniably, one of, uh, I think, the personality traits that we share, I feel like yours might be a tad bit stronger, is that, you know, we want things to be straight and, and lined up, like like gear to be organized. And uh, 
when Mickey and I first got on and you were taking a break or whatever, that was one of the first things that, that we started like kind of laughing about. I said, you know, I think I can get Ovox to come back on is I'm going to put all these dinosaurs in a line and then I'm going to put this one out of way, out of, out of line. I'm going to send him a picture of it. Who in the hell it. left this guy over here? <laughs> and we were storing, we've been storing stuff on a basilisk now instead of in vaults and uh, like it's just crammed in there and I was going to send you a picture of that. <laughs> No, that's smart though. Yeah, you hide everything in those basilisks, and then the enemies uh, can't necessarily see it. They don't know that it's there. They were still there after that raid. Like they were still there. Oh, they were. I didn't even. Yeah, and so we've, you know, I think Mickey already knew that, but uh, that they would that they couldn't see him or whatever. So now we've started using that. Like I hope to God when I whistled, like it didn't jack that up. Like, but I, I don't think it makes it so they can see them. But, but yeah, we had a bunch of stuff hidden in them, and I, I haven't gone back to check yet, like since the last raid. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that that uh, that OCD, like, like you know, just getting things organized. Like, like I think it's one of the things that makes these things. Uh, I noticed like that that game Animal Crossing, like it was kind of a little uh, mobile game that came out like during the pandemic, and one of the reasons they were saying that it was so successful is we've all been going through this time where things have kind of been out of control of our control. Like, you know, we've been worried about our family members and stuff with the pandemic and you wanted something that you could control. Yep. And, um, you know, in the art game, there are tons of things that you can't control, but that is one thing that you can. And, and, uh, you know, you, you, you also, if you play long enough, you see how it, it makes you a better player. Like when I run in there and I need something, if I can just run, grab it really quick, rather than having to query for it and all that. Uh, yeah. You know, it comes out, but, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons we love you, man. I mean, I mean it, oh, it, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you like that trait. Like, like we both, uh, yeah, Mickey and I kind of shared how we both had, had originally met you and that kind of thing after that, you know, just kind of, it's, it was a good moment, man. We miss you. We want you back. Oh, I'll be back real soon. Yeah, I guarantee it, like man. I met Mickey on Extinction, yeah. the, when extinction uh, he told, dropped, he told a little story about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. said something about y'all were taming a theory or something. Uh, oh fuck, I fucked yeah. that up yeah, it was so good memories bad for dude. everybody. Did he tell you how I fucked yeah, that but up? Even that was like a good memory for him. <laughs> like you know, he was just kind of laughing about it at this point. Like, like he said, uh, like I think the whole thing there was is uh, I felt so bad about that. Just real quick for the listeners, uh, what uh, Tom Ox talking about is um, in Ark. This is a few years back uh, when when I met another. Uh, friend of ours, Mickey, uh, awesome ARC player. Uh, they were just about to release a new map in the story of ARC called Extinction. <clears throat> we were all very excited for it. And at that time, I was playing with a tribe called the Iron Maidens. And we were <laughs> doing very well on the Aberration map. And this is on official servers. Official servers are painstaking in arc takes a lot of work like oh my god <laughs> just to get like just to get anywhere is like you know it takes a lot of time effort having a lot of tribe mates is fundamental on on you know on official so iron mains was a one hell of a tribe there was a lot of us we had a real thing going i, I don't know that we were the alphas per se on aberration at the time on our server but i'll go out there on a limb and say that we were we were really well set up and we were making the, you know, the extinction map dropped. We were all ready for day one. Half of the tribe, we went over to extinction, and, and Mickey joined in kind of at that time because he had already had a relationship with the the leader of our tribe of the Iron Mains, which was a guy who goes by Mr. Dupers. <laughs> so Mr. Dupers, you know, brought Mickey in, and 
I remember Mickey was just part of the Extinction Squad, you know, of, of the players of, of all of us that went over to Extinction. And yeah, that was the beginning of a beautiful arc and uh, <laughs> real life relationship. Yeah. yeah. Man, God. There was this one motherfucker, man. There was this one guy that just would not stop griefing us when we were on Extinction that, that first day. And his, his gamer tag was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a it's been an ongoing joke, man. This guy named Bob kept attacking us, man. And there were like a ton of us, and it was just one guy. But he just kept coming, man. You know, and be like, "Fuck, this guy will not let us get anywhere. He won't let us get any f- ground in the game." You know, on that in that first uh, first day of extinction, that was fun. You're you're hitting on though, like the the the, the two sort of uh, extremes of this. Like like it's kind of like on the one hand. Like you can make really good friends that you see as allies. And then on the other hand, there's this guy like that, like his sole purpose seems to be to like grief, you, like <laughs> make you unhappy somehow and like take joy from that. Like, and like, you know, that's why I say it doesn't necessarily at times mix with my personality, but, but like I kind of get both of those. And can you tell me why? Like, like, why is that? Like for some people, like a joy, like like I think I would rather, in the end, I would rather you know have that story like like you know we've made a friend rather than you know someone really just, pushed my buttons somehow. Yeah, like man, it's, it's everyone's different, you know, everyone different, everyone's different, and that bleeds into the game, I think, and how you how you how you interact with other players in the game. But I also think that the more you play games like Ark and Rust, the more you realize that, look, if you want to make it to the end, if you want to get to the end game, you want to be successful, you got to be kind of ruthless, you know? <laughs> and you really do only make those allies and those friends mostly through other connections. Like with Mickey and Mr. Dupers, you know, we, we met through him. And uh-huh. we just realized that we had a real good connection in game. You know, sh- shared qualities, different qualities that went well together. And we kind of just... You know, it wasn't even like we talked about it, man. We just kind of continued there forward to play together. We're like, you know, yeah. and then you, you're, you're, we, uh, you started playing with us. Awesome. And, you know, those other guys that we formed Iron Maiden with, uh, the Iron Maiden's tribe, uh, I haven't spoken to them. It's been mm-hmm. years now, you know, since the Iron Maiden's uh, times. Uh, great, great times. I love all of those guys, but um, honestly, haven't really chatted with them. Don't know what they're up to. Uh, still got them there on the friends list, but mm-hmm. yeah, Mickey and I kept it going. And now there's, th- you know, we got Chuck Tomahawk there in the mix, and it's great. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, man. After that last raid, I was like, "Hey, this is Ark. It happens." I'm just gonna take a little breather because I don't want to lose my true, deep love for the game. Yeah. No, I, I, I certainly respected that uh, for sure, and uh, you know we'll, we'll definitely you know be excited when when you you feel ready to come back and and but but I, I do as as we looked at this topic like this like you know I, I think there's a video out there of uh, kind of four different scenarios when you see someone in arc what might happen that mm-hmm. you know, kind of some people freeze up some people attack immediately others run, you know, <laughs> run yeah those kind of things and and like. I, I read some articles that seem to think that that these kind of games attract griefers. Like, do you believe that? Like, you think you run into more? Uh, I know we included Battle Royale games like Warzone in, in this as a survival game of sorts. But do you feel like you run into more griefers 
in these survival games than you do other games? Well, um, like say, I, like I, I, uh, it's it's it depends on the game, in my opinion. Because if you look at Rust, for example, Rust is way more aggressive. It's way more PvP. It's way more. Um, you're, you're, there's more players that are proactively looking for you to, to, mm-hmm. to take you down and take your loot. That's a huge part of these two games and a lot of survival games that we haven't really specifically mentioned because it's easy to confuse it with, uh, with resource management, but I think it's still a little bit different, but uh, the factor of loot. You know, are, you're trying mm. to get someone's loot from them, which is basically once... Once you've harvested all these resources in a, in a survival game, you can craft them into, I think the pickaxe is a very traditional example is, you know, you need to be able to get a pickaxe to harvest stone. So first you, mm-hmm. you basically just craft a simple one out of a little, f- like I'm using arc here as a main reference, but you use like a little bit of flint and some wood and some thatch that you can just collect off the beach and then you can craft a pick. That's your first piece of loot. You now have a pick. With that pick, you can go and chisel out some stone, get some bigger pieces of wood and whatnot, and then you can you know, craft a, a smithy that you can then make a forge with, and then you can do, uh, collect metal with a metal pick. And it just slowly builds up, and you, you create loot. And these are effectively your belongings, man. It'd be like, mm-hmm. it'd be like your TV or your, your guitar there hanging in the back. Yeah, your property. Your prop, they're your things. It's your loot. So I think there's a, an element there of uh, of t- tying it back into what you were saying is is like these griefers and this this whole thing of people just coming after you. In a game like Rust, it really revolves around that, you know, because there's two ways to play the game. You can either do it the tradition, slowly building up little by little, or you can do what they call a snowball, and that's where you're like, you know what? I don't want to use all this time collecting all these resources. I'm just going to craft a simple weapon, go find some Bob that's already got all this resources and all this loot in, on his inventory, take him out with a quick arrow, <laughs> take all his stuff, and then you don't have to do that. Yeah. So, and there's players that are like that because they're, you know, they're just aggressive, griefing savages. And then there's, you know, there's also the element of that, well, yeah, but that's how you play the game. So, you know, it's hard yeah. to, I don't, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think we have to put too much effort or, or worry into figuring out what kind of player, what kind of human we're facing. It's better just to keep it simple and, you know, just understand that you're, you have an enemy player in front of you. How are you going to react? And that's part of the game. Yeah. That's part <laughs> of that. That's part of that anxiety that I've been talking about this whole time. This like, oh God, there's a guy right there. Well, and and I think there's levels of it for sure because like like I think one way it could go in arc as I understand it like you know you might kill me and take my stuff but you could also probably like like say at that situation at the obelisk that they could have picked me up with that dragon flown me back to their base and put me in a jail and then fed me narcotics and like oh, kept me knocked out for days like like that's another level of grief right there now okay that's different. <laughs> That's different, and that's, uh, you know, on official servers, that can be a real thing. On most private servers, there's actually, like, active, like, rules, like, discouraging mm-hmm. that. Because, no kidnapping. Because, uh, well, you tell the listeners why. Why is that such a, why can that be such a heartbreaking, like, nerve-wracking thing? We're like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, someone puts you in a cage in a video game. Why is that so bad? 
I, as I understand it, like just me say, like, like I can't kill myself. Like there's really no way for me to kill myself as long as they're force feeding me sort of like, like, and, and if I log off, like I'm going to be still in that cage when I log back on, like I can't get out. Like, you know, they may even have me handcuffed. Exactly. And, that, yeah. that's the element. That's, 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 that's what I was, uh, was getting at Tom. Like, was that, uh, just so that the listeners understand, like if, in case they haven't played this game, um, you know, you can invest hours into this character that you're building up, you know, and you're only allowed to have one character. You can't have a bunch of characters in these games. Like, Ark or Rust, and um, I'm sure many others. Uh, so you just got one dude, and you're working on him. You're building him up. You're gaining levels, experience. You're making him faster. You're making him stronger with more fortitude and all this stuff. And then you come into a scuffle in the game. It's going to happen. And then they can, what they can do is the enemy, or, or you, but usually it's unfortunately happening the other way around, is they'll build like a little cage or a little jail cell and they can knock you out, put you inside there, lock it, and then as long as there's someone there attentively keeping an eye on your water level, your food level, making sure that your character survives, envision this, you can effectively be locked out of the game in a way. That's the frustrating, that's the grief. <laughs> that, tying it back into griefing, that's where the grief is. Because at that point you're left with, well shit, do I literally not play this game and just wait until these a-holes decide to let me go, let my character go, or do I just screw it and start a new character because I want to keep playing the game? That's, you know, that's, yeah. gosh. I mean, and I feel like I'm going to have some PTSD when I come out of that cage. Like, I ain't going to be the same dude that went in there. I won't change my character's name at that point. You ain't going to be running no more. Yeah. Character comes up, oh, what? There goes an arrow, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's how you get to that place where you're killing on sight, you know? And uh, I, I think you hit on something earlier, too. Like, yeah, when you're when you're saying that, that red is dead and, and kind of like, um, you know, it's part of the game, I, I think that shows itself in why like say when those guys raided our base on extinction like they didn't have to kill all of our teams like they did it for a reason and i assume that that reason is so you know we're we're crippled like we can't come back at them mm -hmm. like yep you know i mean there's there's no other reason like other than the, the experience points and and whatnot that they get from it like they could leave them i mean yeah, they're all on passive they they're not going to like attack back but yeah, but they always kill them, and you know I assume it's <laughs> so that you know you're crippled, like like you know you, you're not coming for that revenge because you're going to be on foot, like yeah, you know, literally with from your square thumb out, <laughs> back in the loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be plenty mad thinking revenge thoughts, but you ain't. I mean, you're you're basically being killed by dilosaurs at that point again. Yeah. Like, you know you're you're sol for quite some time. Like you're. You're going to have to stay mad for a few weeks. Yeah. Like, if you're going to get back at them. And, um, man, that's a helpless feeling. I I, I, I think this psycho, psychology of the PvE versus PvP is is one of the really interesting things here. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I still am playing, you know, the game that we had set up there with Mickey or whatever. But yesterday I started on a PvE server. 
and started a new character. Like, and I can't tell you how relaxed I felt. Like, it, <laughs> like juxtaposed against what what we just went through. Yeah. You know, versus that. Like, I mean, it's like all I'm having to do is run from sixty, seventy dinos types of dinosaurs. Like, yeah, instead you know, of like people on no, dinosaurs coming at you. Yeah, like. Like, dude, I've got my shit setting outside. Like, I mean, it's just like, like I built this base that kind of looks like it has like a little, like, you know, like a barbecue area outside. <laughs> like, I'm kind of standing out on the beach. Like, come great. at me, bitches. <laughs> no yeah, one here. I mean, you know, come help me. Like, you know, it's like, we're all friends. It's a, it's a, it's a PVE server. I think it has some events. I did, I tried to do some research and find one and I went to the island and, and started, you know, hitting the Explorer notes and. You know, just gonna yeah, play man. that as well. I think, like, like you know, I'm gonna play them both. Like, I think when, whenever, you know, things aren't, you know, yeah, it's that's not good. Conducive to play the other that's one. A good way know, to do just it. Play them both. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're. I played a PVE. I think it was an official server PVE with uh, with Fist Pump, aka Pepe Tortilla, and uh, we enjoyed the heck out of it. But I'm not gonna lie, there got to a point where I was like, man. That little warrior inside of us was like started coming out, man. He's like, I really need to like go pull up on someone with these Rexes that we got here, and you just can't do it in that type of a server, you know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. As as you know, we were kind of rebuilding there. I, I hit Mickey with that question. You know, I kind of asked him. I was like, Do you think you get a lot out of the PvP on here? And you know, because I was thinking like. You know, you and I went on a raiding spree there, kind of at the end of one season, and and you know, I think Mickey was wasn't on at that. You know, he was doing something else at that time or whatever. Didn't get to go with us, and you know, I just I didn't remember him getting in on that a lot. But he, he, I, I think the gist of it. I mean, he can definitely answer it for himself. But it, it it was more like you know, he would miss it if he didn't have it. You know, he still like especially once he gets set up for it, mm-hmm. he really enjoys that part of it, and and you know, so so like I say, I I think when we really think about my you know, quote unquote, nice guy personality or whatever. It's tough for me to do that. Like, like I, I generally feel bad. Like, 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 you know how I'll mention, I think you need to play a little bit more rust. That'll, that'll turn yeah. you into yeah. Tasmanian devil right there. That game is ruthless. Sent it to me on the reg on rust. Hell, I think NPCs were killing me on rust. <laughs> <laughs> there are, dude, there's those flaming arrows. There that, are NPCs like, that'll, he would hit me from across the map with that damn flaming arrow. Like I, I couldn't, I had nothing for him. <laughs> the like, people on yeah. rust are, uh, see, like I think both they're brutal, dude. Yeah, they're brutal. And, and, and I'm just going to, you know, one of the things that we put on here, um, on our outline for this episode was uh, favorite survival games, least favorite survival games, and survival games we want to play. And then I also put a thing at the end saying most popular survival games. According to what I've seen online, <clears throat> I'm seeing a consistent rust at the top of playership today. Like it's the, one of it's the top if it's one of the top if not the very top game in, in survival genre. And for me personally, I put Ark and Rust kind of at the same level. Um, and mm. I'm not talking about in terms of which I like more, just in terms of these are the two games that are, you know, are the survival genre today. You know, as I say, it's almost like unheard of for one of these games to make it out of beta. Like, like you know, I mean, it's almost like the ones we're talking are the ones that sort of have and, and you know i think rust was one of the first ones that that did that 
and you know kind of achieved that level next tier level of success to to you know kind of keep keep the ball rolling there um yep they uh they both i think they both both rust and arc had kind of like an early access phase but if i look here <clears throat> sorry um i'm looking at the dates um, sorry, go ahead. And, uh, if you got anything, John, keep, keep us, uh, okay, here we go. Sorry. It took me a second to find that 2018 rust. And I think, but hmm, rust definitely had an beta was yeah. more, like 14, I think maybe something like that. 13, 14. And I'm looking, when, when did art come out? Very first. Art came out in 2017. And was in beta, I think uh, around 2015, mm. maybe is, is if I was just going to take a stab. So so, you know, it's almost like a process, like like we kind of talked mm-hmm. about, you know, once we didn't have cartridges and we did, we could do patches and downloads, DLC, like you, these games, you know, were able to kind of be modified after the fact and they almost test them, you know, with actually by putting out this beta. Um, yeah. And it, well, I think you mentioned it earlier with, with the Rust one. Um, it came from an earlier game, right? Called, uh, if, let me, let me do the timeline here. I think it started with Arma, you said? There was something like that, and and then they they had done a mod that for I for zombies they called days. Well, well what yeah. I think what happened is is, and uh, if we get this wrong, please write it. In. If you get any of this wrong, feel free to write in, and we'll we'll correct in the next episode. But I think it was the game you mentioned, Arma, and then there was an element to it where they had like a zombie mission or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, this looks fun, or it's doing well, or people like this. Let's make a mod or like an independent thing. And they made DayZ, which was just like open world survival, uh, zombies while facing other players. So double double mm-hmm. difficulty. We've got the zombies on one end and other players on the other. And then I think Rust, I think was like pretty much the same folks, same developers, or at least a couple of the same developers. They went and made Face Punch. But what they said was, hey, DayZ's doing pretty good, but why don't we make a DayZ without zombies? Just mm-hmm. just enemy players, base building, resource gathering, crafting. And man, dang, that game is popular. <laughs> I mean, so is DayZ. But Rust really, like, I mean, just like the de- name of the developer, it was a real face punch. You know, right in, the, right in the kisser. <laughs> tongue punch the <laughs> bung hole there. <laughs> Jesus, tongue punch the fart box. Yeah, gnarly, where did that come from? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of... Mm-hmm. Russ kind of came out, pulled all of our pants down, and whammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, it is fun. I, I, you know, and when I, most of my Rust I played on a PV server that only had events that were, were PvP, mm-hmm. and, and I find that to be a good mix, and, and I'm excited to see how that goes on, on uh, like I say, that PvE version I did of ARC, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of psychology involved there, and I think that's why these games are are as popular as they are, and, and where the investment, uh, you know, what what lets it get its hooks into mm-hmm. us. And I'm excited to see where they go in the future, dude. I feel like even just from the little bit I've seen of these games and how much time it's took of my time, and I see people that are putting in obviously way more time than me. I believe there'll be people that live their entire lives on these things. Like, uh, yeah, I'm sure there. Yeah, I'm sure there's already like semi forms of that. Like, you know, and there's certainly. Believe I know me. that there's. No, not, no. I mean, I'm, I, I just think you're really into it right now, man. I mean, you're still like, 
Because I know we had that bout where we played it for a little bit, but I think this last epic of you playing Ark has hit you differently. Like I think it's like I I think I mentioned to you once. It still has its claws in you. Yeah, they're in there, <laughs> and it happened like like I, I think I came to visit Mexico there and came back and you brought your PlayStation and the game and everything. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking this last trip, like like when I came home, like and and I think we when we talked face to face, we were like, hey, let's do an arc run, you know, when I get home, like and I think I started hooking my PlayStation Four back up, dude. I have it. My suitcase is still in the floor in my room <laughs> <laughs> with some of the shit from January. Oh, man. Like I, I you know, I. I I I did some cleaning yesterday and I was just like, good lord, like <laughs> this, this stuff's been sitting here. <laughs> it's fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had uh, yeah. I had bought some stuff from Costa Azul, like like a hat, Cerritos hat or whatever, and like it's still in the bag, like sitting there. Like like I just I opened the suitcase, I set it on my dresser and like it's still sitting like, right oh, there. Nice like, went until yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about that. Like, you know, uh, so. Yep. Yeah, we've been putting some time in on that. It's all for the loot, um, baby. Um, yeah. There's an article from uh, IGN by a guy named Rick Lane. He had a quote. And uh, it's in regard to that loot <coughs> psychology thing, that risk-reward factor, or fight-or-flight and fear of other players. And he quoted, When well done, weakness and vulnerability can be far more interesting. Uh, excuse me can be far more interesting than killing everything that appears on screen. So, you know, it's... I think he's right. So I think what he was getting at with that was, is, you know, a lot of games are linear and, and basically you have to take out the enemy in one regard or another, be it Pac-Man. Uh, well, no, not Pac-Man. In Pac-Man, it's all avoidance. But like, you know, like in Mario and you're hopping through the the you know, the screen that moves uh, from side to side and you're bouncing on the mushrooms or whatever, you're, you're, you're effectively taking them out. You're killing them. You know, you're, you're, you're beating yeah. the enemies. Uh, and, and that's what I think Rick meant here by uh, killing everything on the screen. And when he's saying that weakness and vulnerability can be far more interesting, I think it's, he's touching on that, once again, that anxiety factor of, of not knowing. You know, you you don't know, like yeah. you 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 don't know how it's gonna go for you. You spawn in, the game starts, and there's like this whole feeling of, okay, the world is mine, but it can also be taken from me. You know, yeah. and it's not like you can save your progress and reload back in. You cannot save your progress and reload back in. It gets saved, but while you're offline. Some dude can come up with rocket launchers or with C4 or bean cans if you're playing Rust or, you know, uh, whatever it may be. And then, then you're like, all right, just got out of work, got my chores done, I'm all fed. <laughs> just, you know, everything's great. going to throw on the old PlayStation and you start loading in and all of a sudden at the top of the screen it says in big red letters, you have been killed. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know, you're just like. Man, and then that feeling of just loss hits so hard. No. <laughs> Why? Yeah. And then, and then you spawn back in, and all you see is like remnants of what was your base. Freaking mayhem has took place. That's, that's yeah. the worst, because then you get that feeling of, 
well, why didn't they attack me while I was online? You know, I could have defended or I could have, could have done this, could have done that. And then you start thinking about it. It's like, well, you know, I, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think there's an interesting psychology here, though, of like, like, like I find that that certain things in life for me, like if they're incredibly hard, it, it draws me to them somehow. Do you, do you notice that? Like, like yeah, I notice it every day when I go into jujitsu. Oh, <laughs> they they beat yeah, it in India. Like, but imagine if you'd have gone to jujitsu and like without any training, you just went down there and dominated. Like, do you think you'd still be going? Nope. Like, yeah. But, you know, you went down there and, and, you know, I don't know the exact story, oh, but I got dominated. it could be fairly humbling at some oh, point. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it, it, um, it brings you back and, and yeah, my, my, I feel like that's kind of the case. Yeah. It brings you back, yeah. man. I, I just, my first day at BJJ, I got, uh, you know, they give you the class and then you have, you basically go into a role, you know, which is like a sparring. doesn't matter if it's your first day, you know, every, I'm sure there's different schools, but we got in there and it was time to roll, time to spar. And I got put up with this uh, young lady, awesome, awesome girl. And uh, she, she had me completely, is- all my limbs were isolated and she was slowly applying a rear naked choke to me far within the five minute lapse of the, of the round. And I was tapping quick, man. I could feel her arm just slowly. And, I, I, and Chuck, I, I was trying to get out of this. You know, at the time I was, you know, I'm uh, almost 200 pounds at the time. You know, I'm not... I didn't have any training or anything, but you know, I, I had some strength there to, to work with completely isolated all of my limbs. I felt her arm slowly creeping up under my neck and the whole time I'm trying to get, get released from this. And you know, she's <laughs> a short, skinny young lady felt that arm coming under my neck, man. And all of a sudden you hear me going tap, 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 tap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just remember getting up and going, damn. I need to learn this. And like you said, I kept coming back, come back, still going, got class on Monday. The yeah. challenge you're talking about, it draws us in. Yeah, I, I, I think I think there's probably some sort of sweet spot in, in life. You, you know, I, I know it's not always black and white, like sort of like, like my example of it being, you know, you going down there and dominating. But I, I think in these games, it's kind of like that. And, and what he's getting at here is that, you know, Mario is pretty damn strong compared to a lot of the characters in the game. Like, I mean, he's got a lot going for yeah, him. Yeah, especially when you get that flower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he's got all kind of little things going on there, little power ups of sorts. And and so, you know, I think he's getting at that when the character's really weak, that just surviving becomes a big part of the game. And, and I also saw an article that, that said that that might cause people to be a little less PvP if you actually needed other people's help to survive that that characters would work together but it kind of doesn't work that way i think that's that's interesting like i think that's one of the reasons that uh you know they mentioned that that, that these type of games draw griefers is um it's kind of funny to watch you know to know that that person has all that invested in it and kind of take it away from them and you know, you've got that chat over there where you can kind of get at each other a little oh, bit. Oh, gosh, and, uh, dude. Oh, you just reminded me of one of the best responses that I ever saw in the public chat on ARC. Uh, someone <laughs> was getting raided, you know, and you can kind of tell when it's... Uh, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm generalizing here, maybe even stereotyping a little bit. But you get, you get used to these things. You start to notice patterns when you're playing these games. And uh, I think that it must have been... Uh, <clears throat> 
it must have been some younger kids because they were just bitching and bickering through the chat because one of them was getting raided and the other one was obviously doing the raiding. And there was a part where he, he just, like, the, the, the tribe that was getting raided, one of their members was like, you know, why are you doing this? Go away. We just started or something like that. And, and he's like, please, <laughs> why are you doing this? And the response was, Ark. <laughs> okay. And it, it made me laugh so hard because it was like, at that point, I had already been raided a few times. This is when... Uh, this was even before I met Mickey, and it was just Fist Pump and I. We were really into the game, and we had already been raided a few times, so we we kind of we we knew it was up at that point. And we just saw in the public chat, "Why are you doing this?" And the guy's like, "Ark." Like, God, I know what he means by that answer. That's just the way the game is, man. I take that to mean that that dude that's doing the raiding has a hole in his heart somewhere too <laughs> that someone else gave him, and he's just passing it down you the line. Pass it down like, the line. You know, yeah. you got to yeah. pass down on. And maybe that's it. Maybe you're making the game that hard and, and it's what's going to keep folks coming back. Like I'm saying, like, like what brought you back to jujitsu that, you know, it, it was really freaking hard and you saw, you know. The, and the possibilities are unidentifiable and unlimited. You know, yeah. I mean, well, maybe not unidentifiable. I mean, we all know where you know, like what you can get in Ark, what you can get in Rust, and what your uh, possibilities are in terms of loot. You know, we kind of know how far the game goes. We we know these things. Every time there's a DLC, they introduce new stuff. We know that. But not in the, in the, like when you get, when you read between the lines, it's really hard. There is no certainty. We don't know where the game's going to go. You don't know how many days you're going to last. You don't know how f- how far you'll be able to build up before getting completely wiped or annihilated yeah. or hunted or whatever the case may be. And yeah, it keeps it's that carpe diem. Like it's like, you gotta have fun, you know, while you're there. Cause it may not be there tomorrow. I, I learned that like, like I used to, when I'd get good armor, I would, I would save it. You know, like I'd be like, like, you know, now I've started as soon as I get it, like I put it on <laughs> like right yeah, there. Cause it. I'm like, fuck it may not make it through the day. Like so. Hey, um, I mean, look at yeah, Mayrod. You do she didn't last very long, yeah. man. I'm sorry to bring that up. We did get to use it that one night. I'm thankful for yeah. that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it it definitely learns you to, you know, teaches you to to sort of take that out. I have a funny story I, I want to share of, of an experience. Like sailing kind of turned out to be that for me. I thought it was something I wanted to do, and uh, I had this neighbor Chuck that another Chuck <laughs> that invited me Not on Chuck Tom a. Off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he invited me to go sailing uh, with him and his girlfriend. So me and my girlfriend drove down to Charleston, and and we get on the sailboat with him, dude. And I was suffering so much the entire time. Like it was such a like tiny cabin, and like you know, I, like like he wouldn't allow us to bring any food. Like he just kind of was like, "We're gonna catch our food," and like we we're out there like just starving to death, and like. The only toilet on the thing was like in his bedroom. So at some point, like I had to get up in the middle of the night and go in his bedroom and like plop on this like portable toilet that like, dude, I'm a big old dude. And like that toilet like would fit in the crack of my ass. Like, like I I sat up there (laughs) and was kind of like, you know, and I mean, I'm literally like inches from him and his girlfriend, like in the bedroom. (laughs) Were there any sound effects? It was like, God, I'm drinking all this coffee and shit. Like, and I was just like, I've got a shirt. And like, I'm in there. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and like, I don't know how to work it. He's, he's like, put some water in it first, you know? And I'm just like, this is the most awkward thing of my life. Like, Gosh. It, it, yeah. But when I got home, you know, I, the whole time I was just like wanting to be home so bad. But once we got home, I was like, man, you gotta be pretty damn tough to sail. Like, you know, it, it kind of, you know, made me realize it wasn't for everybody. And, and, you know, it also drew me to it. Like, I got to get some more of that. Like, somehow I felt like... Uh, Have you gone back? You know, it's... Uh, I haven't, but I... I when the when the time comes, I want to, you know? Well, but, yeah, uh, and now you know. You know, now you have a little bit of context. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah. Be like, hey, yeah, I'm down to go on another sailing trip, but have you put another toilet in that bad boy? Or, <laughs> yeah, or, or anything yeah, like gonna, that, you know? Or maybe yeah. just yeah, be more prepared next time. Kind yeah, of thing. But, or maybe uh, organize your own kind of uh, outing. You know, not based on someone else's scene or whatever the case may be. But yeah, yeah. I had it like I was basing it on like East Tennessee pontoon boat party barge. You know, <laughs> like me, my, my dad and I we rebuilt this boat and we called it the Cirrhosis of the River. <laughs> we get out there, just get drank a lot hammered. of water on there. You know. I brought moonshine on this sailing trip, and and like we start sailing, and and uh, I, I open it up, and I take a sip, and I kind of hand it over to Chuck, and he was like, "I don't do that when we're underway," and like that was my first clue that like Ooh. you know we needed to be paying a little more attention, you yeah, know? And, uh, yeah. So yeah, things that you know, there's kind of the sweet spot, like I say, when it's when it's hard, it, it kind of draws you in somehow. Um, Man, yeah, I can feel the draw right now. Yeah, I'm ready to play some today. It's Saturday, so. Indeed. Gosh. Well, I'm looking at our outline here, and, you know, I feel like we've covered covered our basis on what we wanted to talk about. Um, survival game wish list. Yeah. Arc 2. Coming soon, baby. It is coming down the pipe. Vin Diesel. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see him in uh, a loincloth. Giggity. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, folks, in case you didn't know, uh, Ark, Ark is having a sequel come out called Ark 2, very creatively named. Um, and Vin Diesel, not only is he the protagonist as Santiago, uh, but he's also, I think, you can check it out, but he's also involved in the development of the game. I didn't know he was into gaming. Yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah. I, I, I think I think of the Fast and Furious movies when I think of Vin Diesel at this point, but he's been in, in, in several good movies, and I, I, I'm super excited to see it. Like, got tons of questions. Like, I want to know they're all new dinosaurs, or you know, is it going to have parts of the old one the NPCs? Yeah, are they going like, to like fix the have... glitches that we've always struggled with? You know, the little yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, there's not a lot out on it I yet. For not me, a lot of information there. Yeah, I I hope that we do do like 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 as far as the want to play. Like I want to do some more Valheim at some point, and hope uh, hope we get to play that together. Maybe and uh, there was a game Scum that I, that I tried to play there for just a little bit that that I want to maybe revisit. It, as I understand it, the theme is is a little bit like that uh, most dangerous game type thing, like where you've got sort of a prison island and and these are the scum that have been sent there and, and to survive mm. and, um i think one of the things like it has a pretty extensive pooping mechanic oh um, really that drew me. more extensive than arcs <laughs> <laughs> hold hold so. down circle and there's a little <laughs> option that says poop and like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you click it and your character just goes <laughs> a little turd comes out <laughs> 
but you can use it as fertilizer <laughs> to grow crops. That's There's funny. always something to do with I, these yeah. resources. I, I've saw like some videos on social media, like like kind of like outlining the difference between boys and girls, and oh, like they, they show like girls playing a video game, and they they're they're more talking about like the characters, you know, some other aspect of the character, to, you know, equipment or something like that. But it's like they show the three boys, and they're all just like sitting in a circle, like just doing something stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like making fart or pooping, like taking turns pooping or something, like watching it and laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> it must have been yeah. of the younger generations. Well, who knows, though? Yeah. Boys will be boys, as they uh, say. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it kind of uh, like the sense of humor there is, is real. But uh, it, it, I'm excited to see where these things go. I, I, you know, as far as wanting to play, like I want to play – you know, 10 years from now, like, like what these survival games are like. And, and gosh, they're going to you know, be I so got a feeling We're going to be wearing a headset and yeah. probably have some tactile sensors or something, uh, you know, in there. So yeah, they're meant, who knows? Yeah. I mean, um, there's a lot of, pro- a lot of success and, and progress being made with these survivor games. We got arc two coming out soon. They're going to release a new map next month. Very excited for that. It's going to be the last map released for the original arc game. Probably gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna jump into Rust some more. I want to play Rust again. I want to give it another good college go. I'm gonna be a little bit more aggressive this time because that really is. I mean, if you want a PVP, if you want a PVP, baby, you gotta play Rust. That's really where it's at. Yeah. Um, looking forward to playing some more Ark with you. I've been playing No Man's Sky and Rust, both survival games. Very fun. They don't have the same claws that Ark does for me, but uh, but really great games to to kind of bounce off of while I'm taking a little breather from the beautiful world of Ark. And um, yeah, there's a couple of other. There's one game coming out called Twenty Five North Seventy One West. I'm not too familiar with it, but it looks more like a realistic survival type of game. I'm looking forward to playing that. Another game came out in 2019 called Green Hell which is kind of like, uh, I don't want to say rumored, but uh, a lot of game ranks reviews kind of uh, place this game at being the most realistic. You know, you're basically out on this, in this forest of sorts, jungle. I don't know if it's an island or not, so I'm not going to say that. But you're basically lost in a forest uh, type of island scenario thing. And uh, it's very realistic. Like you get cuts and bruises, and you can get sick, and you have to like purify and and craft like medicines, and it's just very, very, very unforgiving. So I kind of want to check yeah. that game out, but we'll see. You can only do so much survival games, you know. That's one of the oh, that's one of the True. things, Tomok, that we haven't really mentioned specifically is with survival games like because they require so much investment and time, you can't really like, it's hard to play more than one, you know? Cause you can't like, you can't save it's it true. and turn it off and be like, okay, I'm going to save it, turn it off and there it'll be there. And I can come back to it when I'm ready after playing this game. So it's hard to do that. It's almost hard to play any other game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to keep a, like, like get my FIFA skills back up. You know, were they the best they've ever been? Not that I'm ever been that great, but yeah, just you know, 
like trying to save in 45 minutes at the end of the night to, to play that. And I can't do it. Like I, I had to skip it last night to, you know, be fresh for this morning. Uh, just cause these darn things take over your life. Like, uh, but I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about survival games. You know, in fact, no, we're going to do that arc. Episode, yeah. I think at some point. Yeah. And but, Hey, that might be a good segue and, uh, you know, rolling into the end of this episode, getting our concluders out there. Um, you got anything else? Anything on your mind? You want some dad jokes or you want like, um, I, I, I think I'm going to save, I, I, I know there were like some micro topic type things I wanted to talk about, but we'll, we'll save those for the next episode. We we've, uh, we've covered a lot today. Yeah, we uh, have. I've enjoyed it, man. And, uh, that segue is, is we'll, you know, we'll probably let us know what you think out there, everyone. If, if, you know, we were thinking about maybe doing like bonus episodes that maybe aren't so long and aren't so specifically related to vintage games or, or how games have developed, but maybe just, we could just, you know, BS and chit chat about a specific topic that maybe you're interested in hearing our thoughts about, or, um, you know, I think we're certainly going to have bonus episodes where we talk maybe about a specific game that we're really enjoying the crap out of, like Ark. Chuck Tomahawk really wants mm-hmm. to talk about Ark. Um, I know it. I can see it in his left eyebrow right now. <laughs> he's, he's already crafting bows and arrows over here, everybody. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's no, that's all I got. Um I'm really looking forward to Arc 2. That's really all, all I can close up with. And uh, survival games are near and dear to me, very close to my heart. I love them. They're my favorite genre. I'm never going to stop playing yeah. survival games. Get out there and check it out. Put some skin in one of those games and tell me you're not, not having a good time. You heard it. You heard it from Chuck Tomahawk yeah. yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, hey, yeah, if... if, if uh, you got anything for us? You can hit us up uh, via email. I think we're probably soon going to start maybe an Instagram. We might get a Facebook page going. We're going to try and get the social meds going a little bit better. But for now, if you want to hit us up, if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, maybe segment proposals, we're, we're always looking to you know, make this better for, for you guys and gals out there. You can hit us up at Ovox and Chuck at gmail.com. That's O V O X A N D C H U K at gmail.com. We would love that. If you get us a review on the uh, Apple Podcasts there, shoot us a review. Give us those five stars. Even if it's a bad review, hell, you can chew us out, call us names, tell us we suck, and we will still give you a shout out on the podcast as long as it's five stars, <laughs> right? That's right. Get that algorithm twerking. Yeah, got a grief with class. <laughs> there we go, baby. Oh, the grief with class. Five-star griefers. We'll take them. Matter of fact, yeah, we should probably we'll add that them. to the quip. What do you think, Chuck Tomahawk? We run it off, start... Griefers? Yeah, uh, we could do, you know, when we started off, we'd go, welcome listeners, gamers, non-gamers, griefers, PVEers, PVPers, and even NPCs. That's right. So, how does Griffers? Uh, how does that translate into Spanish? Griefers. I don't yeah. think there's a. <laughs> why are you smiling like That's that? A tough one. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, like I don't I'm just think curious. there's an like, actual word. I'll ask my gamer friends down here. But if when I think of a griefer, I just think of a vale verga. <laughs> <Bendejo>. <laughs> <Pendejo> vale verga. 
culero. Like, how do you say griefer in Spanish? Oh, it, it's culero. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, one last real quick thing. I just noticed that this episode's been going for a little bit. So just uh, based off of listener recommendations, we might brainstorm on this a little bit more. But we might make this a two-parter. So, yeah. yeah so. We've been talking for over three hours, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot, been a lot to be said here. Well, the work of Section 31 is never done. Yeah, I'm going to see how I can beam that little insignia out of your bedroom right into my, you know, lockbox there. That thing's beautiful, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I was excited to share it with y'all. <laughs> All right, Chuck Tomahawk, I think we should wrap it up, man. All right, man. Let's call it an episode. Awesome. Till next Thank time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chuck T. I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Hasta la próxima. Adios, amigos. Adios.